Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who that family? Check out the Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop. It's the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop and who that too You're listening to the PRO Media Network, the next level in entertainment. What's up, fight fans? You're now tuned into Ring Kings Boxing on the PRO Media Network. Ring Kings Boxing for that true fight fan. We're in the building, man, with a slam pack, jam pack show. And we're going to be recapping several interesting fights from a very active weekend of boxing, man. Let me tell you something. I'm Big Q chiming in on Ring Kings Boxing. We're gonna bring our co-hosts in on Ring Kings Boxing as usual. It's Eddie Two Means Johnson. What's going on, Two Means? Everything going on in the world, bro. It's uh, and it's good, man. Javante Davis, Tank Davis, put an ass smacking down on uh, Leo Santa Cruz in a major way. Let me tell you what, man. They we're gonna cover that today. Regis Prograph. He did what he had to do today, represent uh, a hometown, New Orleans, in a major capacity. We'll, we'll cover that as well. NOA beats Maloney. Hami Mugaya, his fight. And, of course, toward the back end of the show, we'll cover Deontay Wilder and what he said that has uh, the boxing world in an uproar. We'll give you our takes. We'll also play 
a response to that by boxing promoter and longtime old jackass Bob Abram. We'll cover that as well in this episode of two and uh, Ring Kings Boxing. So we'll get it going with Javonta Tank Davis as he was able to defeat Leo Santa Cruz by a vicious, mean uppercut that just KO'd him, had him. They had to use smelling sauce to make it to wake his ass up. And was like it's it's deemed as one of you know the knockout of the year, you know it, it you got to put it up there, and I got to put it up there with Povetkin and uh, Dillian White because that was a that one slept the some bitch, and I'm just gonna be honest with you. But and this one we're gonna get to start on the Javante Tank Davis uh, versus Lil Santa Cruz uh, Davis, 24 and over 23 knockouts, defended his WBA regular lightweight title and won Santa Cruz's WBA super junior weight lightweight title with a six round smashing KO, which immediately becomes a top contender for the knockout of the year. It capped off. It was defining win for tank Davis so far in his promising career, Santa Cruz 37 and two and one with 19 knockouts was taken to the hospital after the fight for precautionary reasons. That's how hard, Javante Davis hit his ass, knocked him into the, the, the future. Through he tweeted later, sad said he was okay. He was a he attempted to win a, a world title in his fifth weight class, and he got slept. And it, it's interesting, man. And, and it just goes to show you that Tank Davis is is, is not to be toyed with. Twenty four and over, twenty three knockouts. Santa Cruz is a respected foe. He got his ass handed to him in this one, uh, in a mean way. Uh, we're going to comment on the fight. Let's hear what Tank Davis had to say after smashing Santa Cruz into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to, it was the Mexican fight back. Hmm. Guys, just wait for the microphone, please, Marcos. We're going to wait for the microphone, please. Go ahead. Um, were you worried when you – because you knew when you connected, you knew you walked off, you knew you, you'd hit that punch where it knocked him out. But were you worried because he did uh, stay on the ground for a little bit longer? Yeah, so once I hit him, when I hit him, I seen that how he was falling, and then I returned because I knew he was out. But once I seen, when I was on the rope and I was seeing that, I turned back around and see he was on the ground, that's when I – like. I like went to a different mode, like damn, like is he okay? Type stuff. I'm glad he's okay. Tank, it was a phenomenal fight, start to finish. Walk me through the fight. Uh I wanna say the first the first couple of rounds I was still I was I was uh I was a little cold. I wanna say, because it was shots that he, he he touched me with that I ain't supposed to get touched with. But um, I start warming up. I start I start settling down. I start listening to uh, uh, Floyd, my coach, and things like that. So uh, that's basically that's basically what uh, happened. And once I start settling down, you know, once you it's a lot of pressure. So you wanna you wanna get off and things like that. So I looked at Floyd. And Floyd was telling me like, just calm down. Like we gonna we gonna get him. You know, he always tell me like. Uh, we're a twelve round fighter, so but me, I'm so anxious. So once I get in there, I'll be trying to get at him, you know. So, but it's all about learning. I'm, le- I'm learning how to slow down, slow my pace down through the rounds and things like that. Uh, so I want to say the first round uh, going out there, you know, I threw my jab, and then I seen that he was trying to, he was trying to uh, 
what's our jab here? Try to counter me. So if I throw a jab, he'll throw a he'll throw a jab, uh, right hand jab. So I knew he was coming with more than one punch. That's why as you as I would get farther in the rounds, once I throw my punch, I will get out the way. You know, it was just little adjustments and things. Again, uh, Floyd telling me settle down and just I'm gonna get to him. And then once I start going to his body. You know, it's it just little adjustments that you got to make that break a uh, opponent down. And I think I was breaking them down uh, leading to like the fourth, fifth round. But he was like, he, he, you know how your body is telling you, 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 you can't do it, but your mind is telling you like you can do it. That's well, what he, they don't know that. They, not, they don't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's, that's how he was. I, I knew that he was a fighter. Uh, he had a lot of heart because his mind was telling him like, keep pushing. Did you did you see the That's Tank Davis, man, and his thoughts after the fight. Uh two men you heard the interview. What'd you think about uh Tank's performances just destroying Leo Santa Cruz with that vicious uppercut in the sixth round, bro? Oh man, he he proved to be too much for um Santa Cruz, man. He was just walking him down. Like you said, he was tagging him to his body that really broke him down. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can relate to um well, I know what he talked about when he said that that the guy's mind Tell him, yeah, go. But his body's like, nah, man. He's like, nah, I can't. I can't do that. But um, yeah, like I said, he proved to be too much for um Santa Cruz, man. His power, you know what I'm saying? Because he was just walking him down. Santa Cruz was getting his best shit off on him. He was marking him up. He was marking him up, man. He had his eyes and shit swelling up and all that. But I was like, man, it's like it was really like mentally wasn't doing nothing to him. He was like, I'm just walking down. You know what I'm saying well, once I land my shit, it's over with. That's exactly what happened. You that's fi- that's fifteen fight knockout streak for Tank Davis to me. Oh, I yeah. mean that that and Mayweather said Tank is the top dog. I'm putting him in the position to do what I did, fight who he want when he want. He's the top dog, and uh, man, it was just really just amazing to see. He, he was a little cold at first. You could see that he was pressing. Like he said, but when he settled down, man, I mean, he took it to Santa Cruz and literally, like he said, he broke him down, then got him out of there in in a very vicious fashion. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I was like, that uppercut was fucking awesome, man. I was like, God damn. Everybody was like, woo, what the fuck? Yeah, it, that was cold-blooded, bro. It's <laughs> he was able to get up after that, man. He's all right and shit, but those are the type of shots, man. You know what I'm saying sometimes you might not wake up off off of that man. So he, you know, what I'm saying good thing he was able to. Uh, Santa Cruz was able to um, recover. You know what I'm saying you're all right now and shit. Yeah, you no no joke, bro. You're absolutely right. And so Davis was up. Uh, he was up in three rounds uh, to two, forty eight to forty seven after five rounds, according to all three judges. But then, uh, you know, Tank, uh, he had no intention of letting the fight go in the cards. The difference was power. He landed 55% of his power punches, 80 of 146 to 29% by Santa Cruz, which was 76 to 259. And he represented a new generation of young, hungry lions there to me. He's with the unified lightweight champion, Teofimo Lopez, at the forefront following his unanimous decision victory over uh, Lamachinko. Davis, best power puncher in the junior lightweight or the lightweight uh, lightweight division made it clear that he's right there with uh with Lopez. So it'll be interesting to see what is now up up to state for Tank Davis. For right now, 
Very big win over Leo Santa Cruz in a vicious format. You got to start putting Tank Davis. We had him up there before. We knew who Tank Davis was. You got to keep him going. Anyway, let's move forward to the next group of fights that we have to talk about. We're going to start uh, with uh, Regis Progress. His fight, as he destroyed uh, Battered and knocked, uh, had a third-round stoppage of Juan Haroldas, uh, uh, and he returned to his from his first career loss in style, smashing Juan Haroldas, uh, just, just taking him apart to me. He's a former junior welterweight titleist. Regis Prograv hadn't fought in a year following his first loss to Josh Taylor, but returned in style, stopping Juan Haroldas in the third round in San Antonio. Regis Prograv's 25-1 and one with 21 knockouts, won the first two rounds of the fight pretty clearly, and then truly relaxed the mean in the ring. And as he felt, Harold Ellis uh, moving in, who's 16-1-1 and one and one with 10 kills. He just didn't have uh, have much for uh, Regis Prograz. And, and Harold Ellis, who's just 30 years old, landed a couple of good shots in the third, but Prograz saw the opening and hit Harold Ellis with a straight left hook, a straight left hand out of the southpaw stance, putting him down on the canvas. So, I mean, he smelled blood and went for it and took the kid out, man. It was a stoppage. And uh, I think the fight stopped at 123 in the third round. As he claimed a, a good victory, he just smashed the piss out of this guy. Let's see what Regis had to say. Big ups to the hometown champ uh, as he uh, had the the post-fight. Let's see what he had to say. Uh, knockout. Thank you. Congratulations. Why don't you just tell us, uh, take us through the first knockdown, how you set that up? I believe it was a left uh, hook. Yeah, it was, a, it was a left hook. You know, I just, it, I mean, I can't even explain it. I, mean, I just set it up. I set it up. You know, I was, I kept jabbing and Bobby told me. At first, I was I was walking. A couple of left on program. Pro. Yeah, but then as soon as he said, you know, walk to my right, it's gonna be open. I took a step to my right. I I hit him with a perfect punch, and that's that's what dropped. Him. It was a it was a terrible one too. He hit him, step right into it. Did you feel like you needed this kind of shoulder to prove to the world you're still an elite of fighter? Course, of course, of course. I keep telling people I'm still the best at 140. You know, I still have, I have that blemish from the Josh Taylor fight. I still feel like if that was it, I would have got a decision. But hey, I still feel like I'm the best, and I'm gonna keep proving. You know, that's my that's my motto. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep proving, basically. Okay, over here, Rakeem. Okay, we spoke about it the other day. Your wife was able to hold out. Or are you gonna? So far, yeah. I mean, um, I'm a father right now, and I'm gonna see. You know, I'm gonna see what's going on. If um, if she had a baby yet, I'm gonna just go ahead and fly back to Houston. Not fly, drive back. I live with Katie, so um, that's like two hours away from in in the car. I just get out, hurry up to get out of here, and and hopefully catch the baby. Um, Mario Barrios is obviously fighting next. He has a version of the title that you previously had. Yeah. He wins tonight. How much would you want to fight him next, maybe? Uh, I mean, I think that's up to management. You know, um. It's up to them to see what's set up. Basically, I, I do want to be a champion again. Um, Mario Barris, he does have WBA regular, I think. Um, but I, I want I want my belt back. I want the the one Josh Taylor took from me. That's the you know that's the the one I want. But I, but still, Barrios, yeah, that's that's not on the table. Of course, you know whatever whatever they say for me, I'm just ready to get in there. Um, of course, I want to get the biggest fights and you know get the belts. Regis Prograz, man. A lot of people didn't know who this kid was, but you can't deny him, man, no more. He coming into he smashed the piss out this player at uh, this fight. I don't know if you guys have seen it. He improves the 25 and one with 21 knockouts. He's saying he's one of the best at that weight class. Uh two men you're very familiar with Regis. What do you think about his this this fight? He just just smashed this guy to pieces, man. Oh yeah, he's definitely a brute, man. I'll, I'll be watching a lot of footage of him training and stuff. I'll be punching on them tires. That's like that old throwback type of training. So you right. hit on the tires to get your power up. 
know what I'm saying? He'd be having them bag gloves on, too, them small gloves. He'd be hitting them tires and stuff, man. So, man, you know what I'm saying? He, he, you know what I'm saying? He's going to help. You know what I'm saying? When he start laying hands on people, there ain't too many people going to be able to take that. You know what I'm saying? Because he's roughing them, them hands are getting real rough. And that power is, you know what I'm saying, increasing, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, by the time the referee get to a motherfucker, he, he'll be beat to death and shit, man. <laughs> so, he, you know what I'm saying? I like, I, you know what I'm saying? I like Regis, man. You know what I'm saying? He's a cool dude, man. Yeah, he fought. He He's definitely somebody you got to pay attention to. He wants his belt back. You heard that. Uh, we're going to continue to monitor the hometown kid. Big ups to Regis, man. And congratulations on a very, you know, a, a really good fight. And hopefully he continues to people to give him an opportunity to fight, man. He's there, man. Another young, hungry lion, man. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next fight. Uh, heavyweights. Let's talk heavyweights to me. Uh, Alexander Usyk uh, had an opportunity to take on his stiffest challenge yet. Uh, since moving up to the heavyweight ranks, Derek Chisoria, the British fighter, uh, you know, he had an opportunity to take him on. Now, he came through the hardest test. Yes. Now, if you watch the fight, you've seen how Usyk was able to move around Chisoria. But I thought Ch- Chisoria would be a little bit more plodding and slower. But he actually gave Alexander Usyk a good fight earlier, going the entire distance with him. And the fight is a tougher assignment lie here for the Ukrainian as the former undisputed cruiserweight champion is to win the title in the second weight division. But sad, this fight against Uzi can still utilize his boxing skills against bigger men at the heavyweight division. And let me tell you something. Chisoria hit uh, Alexander Uzi with some good shots, man. And he showed that chin because he took, uh, you know, he gave him some shots. There's some body shots. Chisoria hit him with some body shots and, you know, followed up some some good punches upside his head, man. And, and Alexander Uzi handled it pretty well. So a lot of respect, more respect than that previous fight when he took on that bum Chaz Witherspoon. But Chisora made it difficult at times for Usyk, who won the score. He won the fight 112 to uh, 117 to 112, 115 to 113, and then 115 to 113 uh, for unanimous decision there at the SSE Arena in London. And Usyk's second outing at the heavyweight after he dispatched uh, Witherspoon and Chisora's friend Anthony Joshin, who holds the WBO, WBA, and IBF world titles. And Usyk, who's 18 and over 13 knockouts, his 33 says aim is to win all the belts at the heavyweight division. And his quotes was not just world champion, undisputed world champion, Usyk said after making his performance of uh, three of 10. My plan is to go home with my family. I will train. I hadn't boxed in one year. And Joshua, of course, who's 23 and one with 21 knockouts, is due to face Bulgaria's Kilbad Pulov on December the 12th. And the plan of the promoters is for Joshua to face English rival Tyson Fury, who's the WBC champion in the unification bout in 2021. Now, Usyk, however, wants his shot at the WBO belt. Joshua, who won a gold medal at 2012 Olympics, like Usyk, was one of the few in attendance at the closed London venue, formerly known as Wembley Arena. Now, as well as the, it being his first in line for a shot at the WBO title, Usyk is now ranked number two with the WBC and the WBA governing bodies and is number three with the IBF. Now, it was he he did enough in it. And like I said, I have to give credit uh, to Derek Chisoria, who gave him a little bit more fight than uh, what I anticipated. It was actually a pretty good fight despite uh, him losing, you know, against elite competition. Chisoria, who's 32 and 10 with 23 knockouts was a big risk to Umik's fledging heavyweight career, but big ups for uh, uh, Alexander Usyk, who was able to go to, you know, the distance with this fighter and was able to box him. He gave him a boxing lesson, took him into deep waters, but Chisora responded in kind. It wasn't the 
uh, the, the 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 slaughter I thought it was going to be. Uh, too mean. You've seen this fight. What do you think about Usyk's uh, win over Jazoria? Oh yeah, he, he proved his kid. You know what I'm saying? He proved his point, man. He's like he definitely a force to be reckoned with in the heavyweight division. Like I say, he ain't stay stationary for him to really land solid blows on him. He's like he kept kept moving and turning and all that stuff, man. Like I say, gave him a good boxing lesson. Like, he, he proved his case, man. Like, look, I'm, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going. I'm going for after what I want. You know what I'm saying? So they got to start looking at him. You know what I'm saying? He he, he definitely be to be taken seriously, man. You know what I'm saying he was able to get through that dude. You know what I'm saying? With the punching power that like the heavyweights have, he was able to. I mean, he ain't really get hit. He got. He might get. He might have got shot. Hit solid pilot a few times, but most of the time, you know what I'm saying, he, he wasn't getting hit solid because he kept on the move. They can't let it flush on him like that. So, and he's in great shape. So, yeah, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with, man. Yeah, I enjoyed the fight. It's actually a pretty good fight, to be honest with you. I thought, like, Alexander Usyk, who is a tremendous fighter who moves around and punches from all angles, has great f- uh, footwork. I wanted to see how his chin was, but it been against a legitimate heavyweight. A fighter, and even though the best years for Derek Chisora is behind him, he still surprised me. Came in there well in shape. He moved pretty decently, and he was still able to land some power shots to the body of Usyk, who responded well. He hit a he he uh, he tested Usyk's chin, and you know, and it's pretty good because this was the type type of step up in competition because he wants a a bout against uh, uh, Anthony Joshua, who's a different caliber. He's the unified heavyweight champion who has uh, several belts, and that's the next stop for Alexander Usyk. Is what he's saying is that he wants to challenge uh, Anthony Joshua for his titles, but that won't necessarily come until after the Kul- the Kulbat Brulev fight and a potential fight with uh, maybe a several fight, a several matchup fight with Tyson Fury, and then that's still up in there depending on what's going on with Deontay Wilder, and we'll talk about that toward the back, back end of the broadcast. Okay, let's move into our next fight. We talking everybody. We talking uh lightweights. We talking about all kinds of stuff. We were talking about the heavyweights. Now we're gonna talk about bantam weights. That's why that's right, bantam weights now. NOA uh is uh, NOA beats Jason Maloney via the seven round KO. And we know about this exciting young fighter. He put on a surgical display. He unified the band he's a unified bantam weight world title holder in the oil in a way defeated Jason Maloney by a seven round uh, KO Saturday night at the MGM Graham in Las Vegas, showing his form in class that have ranked him as the number three pound for pound fighter in the world. In a way, he scored two knockdowns on his way to an impressive performance. Uh, and ev- after a relatively even first two rounds in way, he just turned it up. Now, of course he's 20 and over 17 knockouts begin, begin getting his offense started, throwing a variety of pun- power punches with both hands, both early on, it was his speed and quickness, and he's to dubbed himself the monster. It was impressive. He was a, it was a pretty good fight as he was able to dispatch a very tough fighter in Maloney. Eventually, his lethal arsenal began to leave his mark on Maloney, who's 21 and 2 with 18 knockouts, who boxed well at times, but simply couldn't deal with the power of Inoue. And then in the sixth round, a quicker counter left hook sent Maloney down into the ground. Then in the seventh round, a short right hand sent Maloney down for the second time. While he tried to get up, he didn't leave his, he, he did not quite have his senses. And referee Kenny Bayless stopped the fight at the two minute, 59 second mark of that round. Then the final punch was the finishing punch. He said that was very happy and satisfied with that punch. Now to me, you know about this guy, this guy's for real. You know, you watch footage on him. You watch the fight. 
What do you think about this, uh, the, the KO of uh, Maloney by NOA? Oh, yeah, he, he's definitely showing that. He, he got that offense, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, like I said, I would like to see him in there with somebody that, that, that you know, know how to take their power or take his power from him and, you know, and, and, and dish it out to him and see how he, he responds to that. You know what I'm saying so. I mean, he's a, you know what I'm saying he's looking good for right now, but like I said, I want to see him against somebody like I say that could take his power, take it from him, not you know, what I'm saying not give him the opportunity to to, to launch his attack and, and and um and land 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 his punches like that. I want to see a reaction to that, man. So that's why you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm waiting to see him really getting there with somebody that's gonna really. You know what I'm saying, give him a, a challenge, man. Because these guys he fight now, they they can't deal with his power. Yeah, that's true. He, he uh, there was talk that he was thinking about moving up. Uh, eventually, I think eventually he probably will move up from where he is. But right now he's down. He's dominating the uh, the bantams weights, and he, the guy's he's tremendous. You know, he has won his titles at junior flyweight, junior bantam weight. He currently holds the WBA and IBF belts at one eighteen. He said Maloney had great defense. It was very difficult to get through the two punches you mentioned or something we practice in Japan a lot. I was able to perform well and use it. I'm very happy with that. Now, he was originally was supposed to fight WBO Bantam titleist John Ruel uh, Casimero on April the 25th before the fight was canceled because of the C-Virus. In a way, 27 has his sights on adding to his vast collection of belts. You know, he's looking at a few other people. Now, he did. He was able to beat uh, some interesting fighters. Uh, you know, with, uh, with with great credentials, you know, and of course you talk about the World Boxing Super Series when he was able to take that belt, that that trophy on as well. So he's a decorated fighter, and like I said, I would love to see him in tough with stiffer competition. But he's just dominating the bantams, man. To be honest with you, okay, let's move on to the next fight, man. We got through talking about the bantamweights, like I told you, got a lot of stuff. Let's talk about the middleweights, man. We got some guys. We're going to talk about next at 160. And it was two fighters. One of my favorite young fighters is Hami Mugaya. He faced off against Tareen Johnson this past weekend. And the 24-year-old uh, uh, guy who's, who has scary punching power, he was on full display. Uh, he, he the undefeated 24-year-old blasted Tareen Johnson with a right uppercut the sixth round of the fight. And upon impact, Johnson's lip was obliterated, split his lip. It was a nasty cut. Uh, really bad cut. It was bleeding. It was nasty as hell. After improving the 36 and no Hami, 36 and no now. And the guy's 24 years old. He's 29 knockouts. He proceeded to call out any middleweight world champion for a title shot. I want any of the 160 pound champs, Hami said in Spanish on the zone. And he said that he said any of them would be great for me. Johnson made it clear from the opening bell that he was going to try to bully Hami Mugaya. And if you watch the fight, he looked kind of like a lesser version of uh, Sean Porter to me. You know what I'm saying to me? He tried to stay on him. He bullied him. He, uh, you know, he smothered him, tried to smother him. But Jaime did a pretty good job of, at times, you know, you know, getting back and, and lunching his jab and selectively, you know, hitting him with body shots and uppercuts. And he hit him with a fiercest one that split his lip. And it's an ugly split. Cut it up. Some look like aliens trying to bust out his goddamn lip or something. I don't know what it is, but it was ugly the way he hit him. Uh, to me, you seen the fight. Mahami is is you can't deny his punching power. Tureen Johnson was a good guy for him to fight, but both fighters used their weapon of choice throughout with Magana Magaya. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Winning that war of attrition in the sixth when he made enough room to unleash the hellacious uppercut that detonated, that just annihilated Johnson's lip and instantly split it. Johnson's corner called it a headbutt, but it wasn't no headbutt, man. You can look at it. That was a straight punch there that took a ringside doctor, checked on Tareen Johnson, and decided to stop the fight. Montgomery picked up another knockout and sent the message to the middleweight division that he dare. He calling out all the middleweights. Hami Mungaya, two main thoughts on him, uh, taking out Tareen Johnson and possible what kind of damage this kid, this 24-year-old who's 36 and old with what, 30, with 29 knockouts can do in the middleweights. Oh, yeah, he, he looks solid, man. Like I say, he looks like a solid fight, fighter and shit, man. But like I say, we, we'll see when they, when he's stepping in with them top guys and shit, see how he looked in. But yeah, he definitely should be nicknamed the surgeon. You know what I'm saying? he be fucking cutting motherfuckers. <laughs> man, he bust that guy up, bro. Hell yeah, you like he try, he try to add him like he try to um give him um I guess a, a lip operation or something. <laughs> it was ugly, bro. I'm telling I, I'm telling all the Ring King uh fight family out there to go check a look at that fight, man. And that he really he tore uh, Tareen Johnson's lip up with that uppercut, man. That was but this kid could punch, and that's something that we know, man. He can he got punching power, bro. I mean, when you he's 24 years old, he could take a punch too. If you watch Hami fight. He's tough as nails, man. He could take he could take a punch. He's not super fast, but he's smart. He's a smart fighter, and he got power in both fists. And if you stand in the ring with Jaime Mugaya, he knows how to fight. And uh, it, I'm just interested to see what you know what kind of matchups they can get for him. But I, I just see a lot of people trying to avoid him and not want to take on this 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 kid. But he's one of my favorite one of my favorite young fighters with Regis and the Charlo brothers and Tank Davis and Devin Haney. And uh, Gary Russell and some of these other guys that's out here, some of my favorite young fighters that's out there. How uh, you put put Hami Mugaya in the mix with him as well. Really good fighter uh, as well. Now let's move to Deontay Wilder to the heavyweight, and of course Deontay Wilder made some news, man, with a lot of people this past weekend as he finally opened up and spoke about uh, the accusations of Tyson Fury cheating, claims of loaded gloves, and demands a coward to honor the rematch. And there's been reports that he let the rematch clause expire. I don't know what's going on with this. It's a bunch of mis- miseducation. I mean, misinformation that's out on this fight is totally ridiculous. It's repulsive, but we are on record here at rain Kings boxing for calling out that piece of shit. Tyson Fury uh, for, for cheating in glove gates one and two. And not only that, but when his, when he was caught uh, with, uh, with steroids and he tried to pay off the farmer, they swept that under the rug. And of course, what two mean was talking to me about early on was the fact that he was going away for drugs. They say for two years away from boxing, which it actually was a ban that he was banned for for, for steroid use. Wasn't it to me? So, I mean, this guy has been obviously been a cheater for a long time uh, in the fight game as well. It's just ridiculous to me. What are your thoughts on that before we play Deontay's? Uh, I guess we can call it Deontay's revenge. He, he he don't get no respect for me, man. So I'm uh, anytime I don't 
what I'm saying? All that him being in the pound for pound uh top ten, he don't deserve none of that shit. And if he got caught, you know what I'm saying? Like say Stevie Wonder can see this motherfucker been cheating and shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't deserve none of that, man. It's, if it was Dante, if the shoe was on the other foot and Dante Wilder did that shit, you would never hear the last of it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't give him no respect. You know what I'm saying? Him, like I said, he cheating and they keep brushing the shit under the fucking rug and shit. You know what I'm saying? I like, fuck that, man. You know what I'm saying? He don't deserve none of that shit. He don't deserve the belt. He don't deserve to be pound for pound. None of that shit. If he's such a good ass fighter, so much better than Dante Wilder, which I agree, he does have more skill than Dante Wilder. Why the fuck he got cheap though? I don't you know. Man, fuck that, man. He, he can't get away with that shit, man. And, and they'll be a fool to, you know, what I'm saying to let this motherfucker get keep getting away with this shit, and let people just brush it under the rug and come up with these damn conspiracy theory shits. You know, what I'm saying just to cover up for their bullshit, man. Nah, man. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, he 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 was, um, you know, it's it's terrible. And they're talking about the drug tests and the cocaine usage and all that stuff that he was dealing after the the, the Vladimir Klitschko bout and all that. And they're saying that that's what the 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 the, the, the information was about dealing with him uh, tested positive for cocaine, likely to lose his titles. And that's exactly what happened. And this date back to September the 30th of 2016, when ESPN even covered it before he made it. A situation with him. They said Klitschko Fury agreed to have drug testing for their rematch. And then it's, he submitted a urine tests on September the 22nd in Lancaster. The results came back positive for uh for controlled comp found a substance found in cocaine to mark for a positive test of a banned substance. So they said it was cocaine, but it was a substance that come from the compounds cocaine. So it was like a thing. So okay, he's on drugs. So it wasn't like that. No, he was actually had a steroid in his blood. And, but they just covered it up and said no, he was on drugs. It wasn't. This son bitch was was uh, he was stripped of his title due to the fact that he tested dirty on upon a rematch with Klitschko, and it, it had nothing to do with cocaine. It was a substance, a substance that came out of cocaine. It wasn't actually cocaine. It was a it was an it was an uh, it was a steroid that he was using. And this is this is actually an ESPN. You can research it. It's called Tyson Fury notified a positive test for cocaine, likely to lose belt. It even Dan Raphael even called it that. But if you read into the article, it tells you exactly what the chemical was, which is benzo. I can't pronounce it, but it's called benzolecgonine, benzolecanine. You know, and that's what he tested positive for. And it's overall so it wouldn't demolish his career. They just said, OK, he was on drugs. And he said, I couldn't handle what I was going through and the world was going so fast. And I was this, that, and the third. Nah, you was fucking cheating. You was cheating then and you was cheating now. And this all this fucking dude ever did was cheating if you go back and research it. But the problem is now he got a whole apparatus cheating for him. And it's all about money. I'm going to play Deontay Wilder, what he said this past weekend. And, and, and we're going to give our thoughts on Deontay Wilder's accusations about Tyson Fury cheating. And you listen to this, it's very powerful. And then we're going to play a response to Deontay Wilder, what he's saying from Bob Arum, who is a who is a, a promoter, a well-respected, I guess, in circles, promoter, top rank uh, head owner, a runner of top rank Bob Arum, what his response was to Deontay Wilder is Wilder. The Bible tell us that silence is golden. But my ears can still hear and my eyes can still see. The Bible also tells us to be swift to hear and slow to speak. You see, what you don't understand, thief, 
What you did is what my people deal with all the time. Someone cheating them from providing their greatness into the world. But it's a burden that we cut off only to make us stronger. I saw in the first fight where Ricky Haddon was pulling down your gloves to put your fist in an improper position. Y'all tried the same method the second time, but this time you scratched flesh out of my ears, which caused my ears to bleed. It's impossible for a brand new 10 ounce glove to bend, to keep a smushed in form, or to have loose space. I highly believe you put something hard in your glove, something the size and the shape of an egg weight. Here's the reason why the side of my face swelled up in an egg weight form. And it left a dent in my face as well. <laughs> but in the midst of it all, you still couldn't keep this king down. You would have had to kill me. In the end, it took a crab in a bucket referee and a disloyal trainer to throw the towel in just to stop me. <laughs> Proverbs, the sixth chapter 30, 31 says, excuses may be found from a thief who steals because he is starved. But if he is caught, he will have to pay back seven times what he stole, even if he had to sell everything in his house. Your payback is coming. All right, that's Deontay Wilder's thoughts on what happened. He put it in uh, almost like a biblical parable or something like that, as he was using Bible verses uh, to quote what he was feeling about the fight. He waited a long time to come out and speak about this. His brother, right after the fight, not too long after the fight with Fury, came out and addressed this, you know. And, of course, you know, a lot has transpired, you know, between time. And, you know, we've just we blasted WBC uh, president, Suleiman, who's done some they've done some wretched things. They even tried to uh, pull Wilder out of the heavyweights by creating another uh uh, I guess I don't know what cl another class of fighter underneath. It's not the heavyweights or they're reframing it, something light heavyweights or whatever it is, and where he would get an opportunity to fight for a belt there. Anything to pull him away from the belt so they can have a mega fight where they can make supreme money with Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. And then you have all this going on. So we spend that with Deontay Wilder. And let's listen to what Aram says, Bob Aram, who's the, who runs top rank, his response to what Deontay Wilder was saying in the rank. Listen closely. Muhammad for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, joined by Bob Aram in the bubble. Of course, uh, the monster uh, features tonight. Um, that's to come. But Bob, let's just get straight into it. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Deontay's Wilder's video about Tyson Fury uh, tonight. What have you made of his uh, comments? Well, you know, Fury, uh, we haven't heard a lot from Wilder. So he's probably been watching television. And all I can say about his uh, uh, Instagram post uh, is that he's mimicking uh, Donald Trump. In other words, lie, come up with conspiracy theories, do anything, but put the blame on yourself. Now, let me explain what I mean. First, for him to castigate uh, Kenny Bayless, the referee, and... Uh, Mark Breland, uh, his chief cornerman, uh, the way he did is disgraceful because they acted 
properly and they saved Wilder's life from taking any further punishment when he was completely out and getting thrashed uh, by Tyson Fury. Uh, secondly, to talk about the gloves the way he did uh, is disgraceful because uh, you have to understand the situation with the gloves in the state of Nevada where the fight took place. The night before, the day before the fight, at the weigh-in, the gloves are presented to the commission who inspects the gloves. Each side then examines the gloves, and then each fighter picks a pair of gloves as the gloves they're going to use in the fight, and a second pair in case something happens to the glove during the fight that they could use. Then the gloves are secured by the commission and they're kept in a safe place so nobody can tamper with them. The night of the fight, a commission inspector brings the gloves that each fighter has signed his name on to the respective fighter who has already put on his wraps approved hand wraps approved by the commission hand wraps being uh, signed and the gloves are put on in the presence of the inspector that brought the gloves and the inspector that's assigned to the room nobody nobody can tamper with the gloves i mean what he has done is taken something probably from a movie that used to happen maybe in the 30s and 40s and use that as a conspiracy to explain how he got beaten and decisively beaten by Tyson Fury. It okay, let's stop Aaron right there because I'm sick of this old bastard. But let me let me just say he didn't get that from a movie. He didn't get that from a 30s or 40s or 60s movie. He got we got that footage from the ring. Well, Tyson Fury's glove is bending. It's this, the front of it smashed down. When he's throwing and throwing side angles, the glove is bent, bending at weird angles. There's footage where you can see uh, Hatton pulling on his glove. There is footage where you can see Tyson Fury's pushing down on his gloves. Uh, it, it's just the glove uh, obviously is tampered with. Let me say that. I'm going to let Tumin come in. But let me tell you, let me state this. Aram is one of these old, he's like an old bureaucrat, like these this old bastard that been a part of the system for years. He's a he hides, he's a part of a lot of the corruption. For him to sit up here and, and pretend like boxing organizations like the WBO, the WBC, and the IBF aren't corruptible. These athletic commissions aren't corruptible when they are mired in the shit. These are totally corrupt organizations. Totally corrupt. They're ungoverned by there's like like a, a there is not a universal body that oversees these organizations. They create belts. They do whatever they want to do, like the WBC does. It just creates belts out of thin air. It it takes people and move people around. It gives like what what they did with a Canelo when they made made him a belt and then take this belt and do they they do whatever they want to do. So these athletic commissions, especially the ones in Vegas and and Atlantic City, these are in incredibly corrupt organizations they're incredible for him to paint a picture 
Like this can't, this is is zero possibility of this happening. It's totally fraudulent. And it goes to speak about what type of people these are. Bob Abram been crooking boxes for years. That's why Pacquiao got rid of his Steve, got rid of his Steven ass and went over there to Al Heyman. He was doing the same shit Dying King was doing. Like they was paying Dying King was don't go over there to Dying King because Dying King is steal your money. But Aram was doing the same shit Dying King was doing, but he didn't get the negative press. Of course, he didn't get it because they didn't report on him like that. I'm saying this because I know boxing. I know how boxing is. I know how these organizations is. And they're not organizations that have an impeccable character. They don't. To me, you heard what he said, Deontay Wilder said. Let me address the Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder took way too long to come out with this. And unless he coming out with legal action against the WBC for what happened to him, and then he can, of course, go and get a medical examination to prove this. They can't produce anything. And of course, WBC, when it was approached to Suleiman, he called it stupid and said that it didn't even launch an investigation just for the mere fact he didn't. He just ridiculed it off the top, didn't go into any organization, didn't go in and, and try to establish an investigation to see if it was actually something to it he just just totally dismissed it and and all this is a part of you can see the protection of them from from organizations like espn that refuse to report on it and if they report on it they report on it in the wrong light it's like tyson fury is their holy boy despite all the 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 allegations of him with steroid usage i just wrote read one from you from 2016 when they tried to cover the story like he was on cocaine when he was actually a steroid they got him banned and kicked out for cheating, and he was taking that shit when he beat Vladimir Klitschko the first time around. Then he comes back, the the the, the farmer incident that occurred over there in Europe where he was trying to pay off the farmer to lie and said that he bought tainted meat so he couldn't face that then. It's a bunch of stuff behind this dude, a perpetual sighting of cheating from this dirty bastard. Both fights, you can look at the footage. We're not talking about movies here. We're looking at the, what, what the gloves are looking like, how the gloves are smushed in, how they tampering with the gloves, how the gloves fold when he throw punches. Deontay Wilder's face had a dent in it, you know, and and he, you heard what he said. felt like something was an egg weight. Look up and Google what an egg weight looks like. And you can understand you have an egg weight underneath his glove and he hitting him with it. That was smash his smash, create dents in his head. His hand ain't hard enough to put a dent in his fucking head. Come on. So let me, I'm going to bring two mean in here Two mean. What you think about Deontay Wilders finally coming out? And of course, what Bob Abram said about it, not to mention that they have other people in the boxing industry and including Usyk that said that he was cuckoo and that uh, Johnny Nelson said that it's bullshit. He basically says Wilder's claims is bullshit. So you mean to tell me, you see how they just automatically go to the far side of it's it's not possible, which proves it. You don't even allow for just the thought that any can happen. We just seen a fighter not too long ago get thrown out of the fucking fight game because he was cheating. Cheating happens all the fucking time in, 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 in it. And they have cheating, dirty-ass boxing organizations that are not overseen. And to talk about him firing his trainer who saved his life, I don't agree with what he's saying. Maybe he took a shot upside his head that scrambled his noodle because he should have got rid of his his uh, the, the the main trainer, was his Jay, whatever his name is. He the one that sat up there and watched Tyson Fury reportedly get his glo- his hands wrapped in 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 the uh in the pre-fight uh to me. But but I know that's a lot to comment on. Talk talk about Deontay Wilder, uh he, he, what you thought about him. Uh, with his statement and of course him calling out Mark Breland 
and all that stuff, and then kind of get into Aram as well. Oh yeah, well Bob Aram, man, he's a he's a master deceiver, man. He makes truth up with falsehood and try to sell you it like he's trying to sell fights and shit. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to do that well. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Anytime you, you know say he use falsehood and truth, that's the person that's trying to deceive you. That's what he do. And Wilder, he definitely waited too long. I don't know what he's scared of, but he's covering up shit too, man. Instead of coming out with all of it. You know what I'm saying? And Mark Breeland did save his fucking life, so why would he fire him and not fire the guy that was in the fucking dressing room? Watching the gloves being put on and the hand wraps and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Why is he? Yeah, I don't get that, bro. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Jay Diaz is his name. Yeah, I'm like, why, 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 why he ain't dealing with him? You know what I'm saying? And they, they don't want to hear no Bible shit. That motherfucker, their God is money, man. You dig in their pocket. That's what they. That's what they fear. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to get at them, digging, get their pockets, man. Put in the lawsuit. Have that shit investigate it call the fucking fbi if you have to man right they, they have to do an investigation if you call them you know what i'm saying they'll find that they'll bring out the fucking truth you know what i'm saying what is he afraid of that's what i'm trying to get at he got a powerful structure that he's involved with and 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 i don't know what he's talking about whatever's coming and whatever we'll see we just have to wait man i just don't agree of how any of this going down when his brother came out he should have came out then he he waited all this 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 long ass time to do it. I I just don't understand. I don't agree with Bob Aaron. I don't agree with all these old establishment ass bastards because none of these establishment people. If you put the film on of Tyson Fury's gloves gloves flip flopping all over the place and dent it in, these assholes will pretend like they're not looking at it. Like that's not nothing. That's just that's not true. And when you do that, you let me know that you're a straight establishment shit. You're a piece of shit for the establishment because anybody with a critical thinking brain that knows boxing and how corrupt boxing is, they won't sit up there and pretend that boxing is honest. We don't do that. That's not that's not the reality. Boxing is the, one of the dirtiest fucking professional sports that's out there. We talk about boxing. We know boxing, but I'm telling you what I know. Boxing is one of the most corrupt, dirty ass sports out there. They, it is. And the promoters and there's a lot of unscrupulous people, disagreeable, dishonest son of a bitches in boxing. They'll tell you the realest ones will come out and tell you that, that a lot of these people are dirty and underhanded. They really they are, you know, they're screwing the boxers and all that. And let me say this to say this all to all you boxers out there and all you fight people who really believe in something. I've been pushing this and I don't hear people talking this, but except for ring kings, of course, because we keep it real. I'm telling you, all you young boxers out there who've, who've trained a certain amount of wealth to start your own boxing organizations. Stop fighting for their belts and create your own fucking belts and fight for them. What they doing, you could do. Have some balls. If you're scared of whomever you're scared of, but you willing, you scared of whomever, like Two Mean said. I don't know what you're scared of. But if you're not, if you're not scared enough to get your fucking ass in the ring, get your brains beat into, you could possibly die in the ring. In the ring, fighting for somebody else's shit why you can't die in that same ring fighting for your own shit at least you could be a good example for somebody period and if you're gonna die let it die let die with meaning as opposed to nine meeting fighting for somebody else's shit and that's that's what make it honest create your own organizations your own boxing organizations like the wbo ibf these are independent boxing organizations 
You can start your own businesses, just a business, just like you can start a fast food restaurant or what have you. You can start a boxing organization. You can create your own belts and you can have bring in fighters that can fight in your boxing organization. You don't need networks. You can set up your business through uh, have fights on Facebook Live or Instagram. There's several platforms out there where you can do it. It's ways to reach the people where you don't have to rely on these shady methods no more. And that's the problem. We have to have the vision. If you know, if you're putting your brains and body and life on the line, fighting for, for other people's belts, why not fight for your own? If you don't do that, you're going to continue to suffer the same shit that you see going on in these fighters with Deontay Wilder going through when they're trying to push him out so they can have an ultimate money fight between Tyson Fury and Joshua. That's what this is all about. And in all of these organizations, these people involved are a part of it. They try to uphold boxing because they get money from it. They're not trying to keep it real with you. They're trying to collude the evidence and pretend like boxing is honorable. It is not honorable. This organization is increasingly dirty. They're underhanded. And there's a lot of shiftiness and corruption that goes on in boxing like it goes on in many other things such as politics and likewise. So to me, we're going to end the show on that. Give me your perspective before we you had a fold my friend, a friend for the final thought. Yeah, like I say, man, they can't keep letting people get away with this shit, man, because it'll be the same old cycle. Keep coming, keep coming and going and coming and going, man. She got to change, man. So stop being afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do for self like our great leaders in the past try to tell us do for self. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna never get a fair shake with their shit, man. This is their stuff, man. Create our own stuff. That way we can do, you know what I'm saying, get the results that we want and the fairness and stuff that we we look for. You know what I'm saying? We only gonna get that from ourselves, man. They, they never gonna give us a fair shake, man. Period. And you get that illusion out your fucking minds. For real. So I encourage, I encourage all those fighters out there, create your own boxing organizations, man. That way you don't be overlooked for titles. You can fight, set up the rules and whatnot and have your own organizations and create competition, man. Creation competition is good, man. It really is. Competition is good. It makes things fair. If you have monopoly, then you have a problem. When you have monopolies, you have problems. So that's that. That's what I'm talking about on this one, man. And uh, let me tell you something, man. We're talking that real stuff here. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of Ring Kings Boxing. We covered a lot today. And I'd like to thank hey, to me, Johnson. I'm Big Coop for chiming on this one. And we'll be back later on this week with more Ring Kings Boxing, more fight news. Ring Kings Boxing, man, we keep it real. So for me and to me, peace.